they journeyed afar to behold such a beautiful star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. Good evening, everyone. When they saw the star, what a great time of the year. As I begin this little podcast right now with my little goosebumps on my arm as I listen to this uh, beautiful song that I love. And it is a beautiful song, but do you remember? It really is. And it's fun to sing and to play. And so, yes, we've been able to sing that and enjoyed singing that together. We'll have to tell you our experience. Oh, we already did last week, I think, didn't we? That when I was yeah. off, yeah, yeah, we did that. <laughs> anyway, he here did. we are with well, notes from John with a babble from Bon. And uh, today is December the twenty third. It's a Sunday evening. We've been so happy to have uh, um, Josh's family and Becky's family and Julie's family with us tonight for dinner, and just enjoy some time with them. Excited for. All of you for your upcoming uh, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And yes, the children are a little hyper, but they are so fun. <laughs> they really are. Well, sweetheart, you had a, a uh, you want to do the shout out tonight. Well, I do because since it is um, in celebration of the Savior and his birth and little baby. Um, and our daughter just had a little baby this year and she's just this tiny little thing and Babies are really neat around Christmas time because we think of the Savior again as that wonderful event that took place. And she was telling me the other day about her little five-year-old Mace, cute little boy. He just keeps us laughing. But every time she nurses her baby, he runs and gets a drink of water for her. She never asked him to. He just sees her nursing and runs and gets a drink of water <laughs> every time. And he says, it's, she says, it's just the sweetest thing. So way to go, Mace, for looking after your mom and that little baby. Way to go, Mace. We're, we're really proud of you for loving your mom and your little baby and taking care of them. Good job. We love all of our grandchildren so much this Christmas time. And it's just nice to be together as a family and try to help and love each other. Yeah, it really is. Uh, tonight, what, what we thought we'd do is to share a couple of our uh, our nativity experiences with our family on Christmas Eve or on our Christmas party night uh, that have been interesting. And then I wanted to share a couple of special e experiences that I've had. Uh, one, uh, while I was a young missionary in New England many years ago, and uh, one that Bonnie and I had together while we were with our missionaries in New Jersey. So, um, sweetheart, do you want to take just a minute and share your thought, your idea? About our nativity yeah. that we, you know, yeah. that's the most important part of Christmas, obviously. And besides Santa and the presents and the party and the food and everything, and we wanted to put the nativity at the forefront as um, our party celebration. So we try to every year do something that's a little bit different. I know lots of families dress up in the, you know, with the shepherds and the wise men. And and I thought, okay, let's try to do something different because we had such little kids and little children and uh, our babies and all kinds of ages. And so we tried one year a little puppet show and we had all the 
the puppets um, that play, that displayed the figures or the uh, what are they called the the wise men the shepherds the the whole group and uh, it just kind of got hard because everyone wanted to see the puppet show they didn't want to be behind the this you know behind the the wall that we had and so that kind of went so so and then the next year I had a little manger set up on a table and I had the little um, wise men, the shepherds again, Mary and Joseph, and all the animals that they could put up by the manger. So when we would be talking about the nativity, we would say, okay, the in the stable there were sheep, and so the, the, the children would bring up the sheep and place it around the... This was my vision. Would <laughs> place vision. The, <laughs> the sheep around and the donkey and the cow... And then the shepherds would be placed nicely as we sang some, you know, Wayne the Manger and Joy to the World and all those little Christmas songs in between. The wise men would come with the camel and then Mary and Joseph and the baby, of course, were already there. Well, it started off really nice and then they just started kind of throwing these little um, toys or what, what, what would you call them? They were stuffed. They were stuffed dolls. They were stuffed dolls and animals. And they started throwing them at the manger, and it just kind of went downhill from there. And they were, it wasn't very reverent. It wasn't. It's chaotic. It was chaotic. And so then one year, John gave him a a part of this, what was it, the part of the scripture? You do that part. You tell him about that. We we took the scriptures out of Luke 2. And, and broke them into various parts. So there was the part for the shepherds, and there was a part for Mary and Joseph with the baby, and there was a part for the innkeeper and some other parts. And we just gave, we gave a, a section of the scriptures to each of our five families for them to be able to portray what had happened. And we didn't give it to them until maybe oh, I don't know, five or ten minutes before we started. said, okay, here's your part in our nativity play. You figure out how you're going to do it with your family. And here's your, here's your availability to all of our, Christmas, our costume boxes, etc. So they all got huddled in their families and, and came up with their portion of the, Version. of the nativity scene and how they were going to act it out. And it turned out really quite fun. It was. It was. It was quite hilarious and funny the way they depicted it. We tried to keep it reverent, but they had a. It was. It was fun. It was different, and to see their expression, their expressive um, expression of how they would have. Uh, what's the word? Um, understood. Portrayed, portrayed it. it. That's the word. Portrayed the. Um, nativity that part it, it was fun to see then 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 the next year which was last year we did essentially the same thing but we gave different family different families different parts than what they'd had the previous year but this time i think we only gave them five minutes didn't yeah we? it was just five anyway minutes it was a time. very short time period for them to come together quickly and how they were going to do it and then we started and uh, once again, they, they were clever in the way they portrayed it. Um, but, you know, the downside was it, it probably wasn't quite as reverent, reverent as we would like to have, know. have had it. So this year we tried something different as well. I got a little tree and put lights around it and called it our nativity tree. 
and I tried to keep them involved in the story. So I'd cut up Christmas cards with the star, with baby Jesus, with the manger, with the animals, with the shepherds, the wise men, Mary and Joseph, the whole, everything that was in the story. And so as we talked about the story, I had them hang their, whatever they had picked out of the pile, pick, put that on the tree and talk a little bit about it. And like, um, what was it? Was it Mace that said, who was it? Yeah, it was Mace that said, what did Mary, what did Mary do? <laughs> yes. Actually, it was Xander. I was believe. it Xander? It was Xander. Okay. And Xander, after he, he thought about it, he didn't know quite how to say it, but he, he finally said, well, she born to Jesus, the baby. I, I ended up saying, you're right, Xander. She born did Jesus. And so they each had a part. They had to think a little bit about what they were saying. And then to keep them more involved, they passed around flashlights and turned them on and turned off all the lights so that they would be intrigued and sit for a little bit longer. And we sang Silent Night with these flashlights. So it was a little more reverent this time, but we'll just have to keep thinking of ways to keep them involved. Hard to do it when you've got an uh, age group from 15 down to babies, tiny babies. And uh, anyway, it was, I thought it was a great idea, sweetheart. It worked well, very well. Something different. We'll try again. Something different next year, hopefully. I'm, yeah, I'm sure we will. Well, uh, I'd like to share with you a, uh, um, a special experience that I had as a young missionary in, uh, in New England. This would have been in 1969, and so uh, that year, I was a, had been out in the mission field for only about three months, and I was invited to by our mission president, or President Paul H. Dunn, to to join with a couple of other missionaries. Uh, in the zone conferences that we were going to do throughout our entire mission. And we had, uh, if I remember, seven zones that spread throughout uh, New Hampshire, um, Massachusetts, um, Maine, Vermont, and then the two Canadian provinces of New Brunswick and, and uh, Nova Scotia. And so we would travel to each of these seven zone conferences and put on a Christmas zone conference. And I was invited to uh, sing at each one of these some songs, in, uh, which we, we did. And uh, uh, the, the primary conference would, would, would start with an opening song and, and prayer, of course. And, uh, and then one of our assistants would give a talk on the prophet Joseph Smith, since his birthday was on December the 23rd. And then uh, I would have an opportunity following that to sing a song. And I would sing, um, Let There Be Peace on Earth. And then after that, a, a talk was given on the Savior. And uh, after that talk was given, I, I would sing, uh, I'll Walk with God. I had a wonderful um, elder that uh, that played the piano uh, to accompany these songs, and then after after uh, I finished that song, then uh, President Dunn would speak to us 
uh, and then we would have the the sacrament uh, together in that setting, which was really a wonderful experience as, as well. And then following the sacrament, uh, President Dunn uh, shared with us that we would have an opportunity to bear our testimonies if we would like to. And and in this one particular conference, and it was uh, in New, uh, let's see, New Hampshire. New Hampshire at that time was uh, one of our strongest uh, zones in the mission. And I had a very, to me, was a very sacred experience. And this would have been in D December of 1969. And um, in, you know, 1960. In 1964, my brother Reed had disappeared, and I'll talk about that in another podcast. But we never found him, and uh, uh, he had long since presumed to have been dead. And then a year later, in December of 1965, my father's death occurred in a very unfortunate, untimely circumstance, which I'll describe in another podcast as well. Um, so here I am a couple of years later in the mission field, uh, having lost my brother and my dad. And um, I had been told in a blessing when I was set apart as a missionary, uh, just before I left for my mission, that uh, according to my faithfulness, I would be privileged to feel the presence of those that are close to me on the other side very near. And that didn't happen very often, but I will never forget in uh, December of 1965 in that New Hampshire Zone Conference, after the songs, after the first song had been sung, I had a, a real strong impression come to me that my brother was present. That there's a line in that song that goes, Let me walk with my brother in peace and harmony. And when I sang that line, I felt, I felt the presence of my brother. I couldn't see him, uh, certainly didn't hear anything, but I knew he was there. I don't know how I can describe that other than just say this feeling that was really a strong, wonderful uh, feeling. And I was so grateful as I finished that song, I got just a little emotional with it. And, uh, but I, I got through and finished the song and then the, the talk was given about the Savior and I was then uh, privileged to be able to sing I'll Walk With God. Walk with God. And in that song, of course, there's a line that talks about um, you know, putting our hand in the hand of our Father. And I know it has reference to our Heavenly Father, but when I sang that reference, that part of the song, my thought came so strong to my dad. And I, again, had this overpowering feeling that my dad was present with me. I hadn't ever had that feeling before. Matter of fact, I've never had it after. 
But I will never forget that day and the feeling of the presence of my brother and then my dad standing there with me as I was singing in this zone conference in New Hampshire. Well, um, of course, I certainly wanted to keep that to myself. And then afterwards, President Dunn finished and uh, we'd had the sacrament and he opened it up to testimonies. And I thought to myself about, should I share this with all of the missionaries or not? It's such a sacred experience. I, I know that in a lot of circumstances, when you talk about that kind of spiritual experience, there are the naysayers in the group people that won't believe you and you know they'll just discount what you have had to say and and I didn't want to share that with people that that would um, you know be skeptical or, or cynics but on the other hand these were my friends these were my fellow missionaries that I loved and I felt they loved me and so I decided I would go ahead and share with them briefly in my testimony what I had experienced. So I did. And, um, you know, there was a couple of other testimonies that had been born before I had an opportunity to, but I, I went ahead and, ahead and shared what I'd experienced while I was singing those two songs. And after I finished, I'll never forget, President Dunn came to the podium and he, I can't remember what he said at the beginning, but then he said, elders and sisters, you, you should understand that the, the spiritual level of this meeting is uh, unusual for most Latter-day Saints to experience. And um, I hope that you're wise enough to go home back to your, your apartments and jot down your feelings about what you felt and experienced today. He said, you see, while this last testimony was being born, the Lord lifted the veil from my eyes, and I saw this room filled with those from the other side. And then he turned and looked right at me, and he said, Elder Jepson, I can confirm for you that your father and brother are here for I saw them standing next to you. Now, he didn't need to tell me that for, to verify for me that this had happened because it was so strong in my heart and my mind as to the reality of what I experienced. But it was just nice to have him um, affirm what I had, had shared in my testimony. I, I didn't ever really talk with anybody much about it beyond that, other than sometime later we were traveling together somewhere, and I asked him, I said, President, what did you see? And he described uh, that he had seen this chapel where we were having this meeting, the chapel filled with those on the other side, not only in the chapel, in the seats in the chapel, but standing in the in the breezeway and back in the in the hallway areas listening to what was being said and um, I said how would you have known you've never seen my brother or dad and he said well <laughs> they look just like you it was pretty easy and I've just 
I, I went and recorded that, uh, jotted it down in my little missionary journal that I can't find now, by the way. Um, but it was such a sweet, tender experience and one that I will never, never forget. And so grateful that I experienced it uh, during a Christmas time. Then another experience that uh, actually Bonnie and I had together when we were uh, on our mission in New Jersey with all of our missionaries, we concluded to have a, an all-mission Christmas um, devotional. So with permission from our uh, area president, we were able to bring all of our missionaries uh, the first year that was about 136, and then the second year was about 260, 265, and about the same number our third year. But we 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 brought our missionaries together in a in a mission conference, and um, we uh, we would have a devotional first, and then following the devotional, we had uh, uh, a luncheon. And then during the luncheon, we had Alex Boyer come, and he did about a 30-minute program, which was fantastic, and the missionaries loved. And he loved being with the missionaries. Yeah, it was really so fun to have him out each year, and what a great uh, thing for him to be able to do for them and for us. And then uh, we had gifts for all of the missionaries from their parents and letters, etc. Well, and not just from their parents, because some didn't have parents. Yes. But we had... Our senior missionaries made sure that every missionary had a gift, and so it was very special. It really was, and uh, um, part of the thing that was so special for us is that we invited all of our four stake presidents and their wives to come and um, be a part of this uh, Christmas devotional. Uh, you know, we had some some good talks given during the devotional. The thing that was so special to me uh, was that we invited uh, our missionaries to learn the song, This is the Christ. We had a, a missionary accompany him and another missionary that was that actually directed the, the entire uh, mission in the singing of this song that we wanted to sing to all of our stake presidents and their wives as a gift to them from us. It was very touching. It was, I, I will never forget it. Is it, uh, they sang with such a power of the spirit and, and uh, with such love. Uh, it's hard for me to describe again, what we felt and experienced because the spirit was so strong and they did I think just a beautiful job. Any other thoughts that you had on that? No, just that it was very touching and I just, many, there was a lot of tears of um, deep emotion because you could feel this, the spirit so strongly that night when they sang to the state presidents and their wives. Well, those are a couple of wonderful experiences that we've had. Now the last one that I, I'd like to, uh, the last one I'd like to just share with you it just happened this this week. As part of our assignment in the Salt Lake Temple, Bonnie and I had the opportunity to give a Christmas message devotional 
in each of our temple shifts uh, that we're in this uh, during this month. And that meant that there were uh, five or six, five of them? Yeah, f five shifts that we were in with about 140 to 150 people in each of those shifts. And so we gave a, uh, each of us gave a little talk in, in uh, the chapel in the Salt Lake Temple for these devotionals. And as part of Bonnie's talk, she had us sing this song. So we, we go up to the, the podium and sang this song a cappella. To a world filled with wrong, he brought right, he brought right. To a world dark with sin, he brought right, he brought light. To a world that was waiting for light from above, most of all, most of all, he brought love. He brought love, he brought love, cared enough to give his life for us. He is there to bear our burdens, he is there to lift us up. On that first Christmas morning he brought love. To a world filled with war, he brought peace, he brought peace. To a world filled with pain, he brought ease, he brought ease. To a world lost and lonely, where men blindly grope, he brought faith. In the Lord he brought hope, he brought love. He brought love, cared enough to give his life for us. He is there to bear our burdens. He is there to lift us up. On that first Christmas morning, he brought love. Sing his praise through the ages. He brought love. Yes, I hope that we will all sing praises through the ages to our beloved Savior. So Merry Christmas to all of you. We hope you have a beautiful holiday season and a happy new year. We really do, and we're really quite thankful that we have an opportunity to share in these podcasts with those we love, our our family, our missionaries, and a few others that uh, um, join with us. We're, we're just so grateful for the associations and love we feel for so many. Yes, we do. And hope that uh, things will be wonderful for you this uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Christmas Day, and and all that follows that. So. And you better be nice and not naughty. That's a very, and you better be. <laughs> I'm always nice. That's, that is really true. I have to keep too. you out of trouble. Yeah, and you do such a great job of <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and I love her. She's a remarkable woman and such a blessing in my life. Ditto. That's good. <laughs> yeah, ditto. Okay, well, that's all it is here from uh, Notes from John. With a babble from Bond. And we'll leave you with these final words uh, of that star. Over mountains and valleys, 11 beach 
you Jake how about you India are you and Ari rejoicing how about you Emily and Eric Josh and Kelly how about you Becky and Hadley Roe and Emery too you too Blake how about you Treyu Mark Melissa how about you, Julie and Alex? And most of all, how about you, Bonnie? I am. And I know Tabitha, Brenner, and Nathan are too. And I could never forget little Summer and Kenya, our newest additions. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 